everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are talking to a cool person who's doing a cool thing who seems to always be on the cutting edge. We're talking to Matt Kennevin. He is the owner of the dabblers that are around town, the beer dabblers, and he's also the owner of the Dabbler Depot, which is on West 7th Street in St. Paul, which is a coffee shop and a liquor store that specializes and has a huge giant beer cooler. But you are also, Matt, going to be introducing many of the folks in the Twin Cities, assuming the legalities work out, to THC. Tell us about how you're expanding into these THC stores and what are they called and where are they? What a time to be alive. I know. And like, you're always like, well, you and I have known each other for a super long time. You're like one of the hardest working, most generous men I know that's extremely unassuming, right? I tried to hire you like at least 15 times, I think, because I just (laughs) thought you were such a great salesperson. And you've turned this whole dabbler concept into retail. You've helped break a lot of beers by having the um, dabbler events where you're introducing people to products. And now you're on the front end of THC. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a wild 14 years of uh, being a uh, business owner, uh, to yeah. say the least. I, I have a lot of businesses currently, but I've uh, had some that are no longer. And, you know, it's who would ever thought that uh, like this would have been my, my career path, but uh, here we are. And um, I'm excited about it. Uh, the legalization, I'm not so sure I'm excited about that because we don't know how it's uh, going to roll out. And it's right now it's like a big giant roulette wheel and wherever it stops, it stops. And that could be uh, incredibly great for people, or it could like literally end the business, you know, instantly yep. and put, uh, you know, a handful of people, uh, out of, out of work, you know? So that's, that's, what's a little scary about the next few weeks. Um, we'll learn our fate and, and see how, uh, it shakes up, but, uh, you know, you know, me and, you know, I'll just break it down a little bit for, um, for your, your, your viewers here. Um, I try to do things that other people, aren't doing or do it differently than, than them. And when the pandemic hit, I started a liquor store and you're like, well, what's different about, you know, that liquor store? Well, it's the only liquor store in Minnesota that probably has a tap wall on there for tasting. So you come in and it's a, you know, hands-on experience. Uh, If you're going to try something, there's a really good chance that I've got it, uh, a bottle open or, um, or whatnot, but uh, we're going to give you some great recommendations. But some of the unique things about the store itself is um, like we've got a content studio in there. So we do brewers, uh, you know, we do podcasts. Uh, one of the podcasts is Black Brewers Podcast that that comes in every Tuesday and they record there. Um, but we also have like full video production, uh, editing, um, you know, all the equipment to uh, create you know, a different, different way of learning and, and understanding some of these products that we're, that we're featuring, um, you know, full, uh, photography studio. And, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a cool place that I'm, you know, I'm pretty proud that it doesn't look like every other liquor store, uh, in the, in the planet. When I started that, 
you know, other folks are like, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And and I just, you know, plug my ears. I'm like, I'm going to do it different. So I'm going to do it like I want, you know, everything from, you know, buying shelves, you know, the, the folks are like, oh, this is what you got to do to, you know, you know, have the proper display. And we're like, nah, you know, I, I, I I'm not going to do that. We don't have like starbursts uh, all over the place. It says sale nine ninety nine. Like, no, that's, that's not, that's not what we're doing. And um, um, so, you know, one of the cool other features of the store is a 40 foot plant wall. And I know like plant walls aren't, you know, that groundbreaking anymore, but we have, um, you know, the condensation from the cooler gets drained into the basement into a 55 gallon drum. And then I pump it back up to the plant wall and the plant wall uh, gets fed by my cooler and uh, installed solar on the roof. So my solar is running the cooler, the cooler is running the plants and so on and so forth. And it's just like, you know, that's the the kind of thinking that uh, that we like to bring to the, to the table that shows us different. Um, all over the country, there's people that are like, hungry for water and uh they don't they don't have water right and one thing that non-industry people don't know is there's so much water waste you know like in the coffee shop think of how many coffee shops are in california or you know the west coast where so many people are are starved with water that you have to have this thing called a dripper well on and it literally runs nonstop and you're just wasting that water down the drain and you know like we're hungry for water we need water but we're making these poor choices so it's it's time to rethink how we're doing things and um you know even though we don't have a water shortage here in the midwest we could someday you know? yeah and to think you know like if you have the ability to do the right thing and you know it then you do it right because you do it because it's the right thing to do just like a, a million other choices that you make as a business owner one thing that i think is really cool about you is you take this industry of beer and there's a million different types of beer and styles and flavor profiles and and then you make a content studio and you put the beer in this content studio because you allow other people that are experiencing beer and trying to educate about it and trying to create unique and different products, a way to access that through this content studio and also become a resource for them. You did that too with the dabblers where you brought all these people together and you didn't just have a beer festival. You really like had the capacity to have a large profile event where people could take time and people could spend time and yeah, sure, you can go to any beer festival and get drunk and go home if that's your thing. But also like allowing all of these people to come together, also like they learn about each other and they meet each other and they cross-pollinate and create different products and push the whole industry forward. You know, you had the growler, so you had the magazine that was talking about all the beer products, but you've really done some groundbreaking things. You must be feel pretty cool about your career. Thank you. Uh, I do. I, I feel great about uh, the accomplishments. I also like every day I wake up and I, you know, like I'll see somebody else that is just a bonehead and they'll like have some wild success and they'll be you know, yep. rich off of something stupid. And I'm like, 
what am I doing wrong? You know, like, why am I working so hard? And like, everything I do is just, just to like, I feel like it's just to catch up, you know? And, yeah. and like, I wish I was getting rich off it, but you know, the, the reality is like, it's, it's not, it's not easy. And, uh, and I'm okay with that. You know, like, I don't know when I'm working, when I'm not working. Um, and, and I think that's what makes it, you know, the most amazing part of my career is like, yeah. I, I, you know, like I wake up and I'm doing what I want to do and, and that's cool. And, and if you don't have that, like I urge everybody to try to find that cause it's there, but it's not easy. So that's what I would say about that. So this podcast is going to come out in June. Um, so let's talk about, let's just assume that the legalization of marijuana is going to happen, that governor walls is going to sign this bill and you're going to be in a position where you're going to be one of the first people to have one of these stores, right? Where you're going to be able to bring these THC products together. What is that going to look like for the consumer? Cause I already know you're going to do it differently right now. You go to, to find a seltzer or to find a bag of gummies. You're basically kind of sneaking in someone's creepy, not very well lit back door and it just doesn't feel like a great experience. It still feels very clandestine. Yep. Uh, first and foremost, what I would say is like, sorry if anybody owns a smoke shop out there, but that's sketchy stuff. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking a dig. I'm not trying to take a dig on, on them, but you know, like a lot of these shops out there are selling products that, that are not tested or yep. they're not tried there there's not a lot of thought in them why they're carrying them you know like that's the opposite of what we're doing uh, my my stores they're already open right i've got one in south minneapolis i've got one on uh, west 7th street in st paul and then i've got one in uptown and, and what we, are you calling oh, them dabbler depot thc okay we're we're focusing um a lot on the seltzer parts it's you know it's the same thing like the the most breweries are making these products and we're bringing them in and like hands down our selection is like easily the biggest in minnesota if not the midwest of of any type of place like this so when this gets legalized i'm still not gonna i shouldn't say never but i'm most likely not going to be a full-blown dispensary yep my customers are not the customers who are going to go roll a joint and smoke it, you know, wherever they're going to smoke it. Like my customers are, um, you know, like part of my expression, but you know, middle-aged soccer mom yep, or dads. And um, you know, and then it goes up to people who like, truly have medical issues that are um, needing something that they can't get out of regular medicine. And um, right now we're focusing on a, a media event that is going to take place in the next couple of weeks. And uh, in there, we're going to make a video of, you know, 10 or so people of what, why they're taking it. Um, this past weekend, my mom, well, the weekend before was in for Mother's Day. And she, uh, she has a friend who she's traveling to Banff uh, this summer with, and she's got Parkinson's. And unfortunately, her uh it's catching up 
to her and yeah. you know, she's starting with the tremors and some of the other things that her body is not necessarily, um, um, you know, like it, it's just, it, she's in pain a lot and like, it, it's not great. And I'm like, Hey mom, come into the store, you know, try some of these products out, bring, bring them back for your friend and, and see how it works. So it's, it's not a, like, it's not a dirty little hidden secret that we're doing what it is is we're we're in theory helping people i can't say that's going to help my mom's friend but um you know it might and and the stories that i hear uh when folks come in to buy our products it it is like it's very rewarding as a business owner to hear that you're really helping people out every our employees is like beyond knowledgeable on these products it's it's they're great humans and they like, they actually care. Like, why are you taking these products? Oh, you, you can't sleep. You, you have anxiety. Okay. Maybe we're going to have less THC and more CBD in the product. So there's, there's so many different reasons why people take this and, and the least of the least popular decision is like, just so I can get high, you know, like, Yes, there are people that are taking it just to get high, but I would say that's not the majority of, of who my customer is. And, it, you know, like I think, think about like, am I a bad person for doing this? And I questioned that for a minute until we like started to find these stories and why people are taking it. And it's, it's really cool. I mean, People need this. And especially after the pandemic where, you know, like it's not just affected the pandemic, meaning uh, affected businesses, it's affected humans and it's affected humans in so many different ways where like right now drinking, drinking is, is down and more and more, like I look at my NA section and I watch people come in and they're like, like it blows my mind how much uh, NA product that we sell and and how many people are coming in for the the THC where like these are my kid goes to private school and you know these are classmates moms and dads that are coming in and they're like it's amazing how like they're curious never have done it don't know anything about it because like in their brains, smoking joints are a dirty thing or smoking a bowl is yep. a dirty thing. And, and those people are never going to do that. So like a gummy when they're home, cool. You know, like they love, they love that. Or the seltzers, it's fun to just try all the different kinds of products that are, that are out there. It's not, it's not a boring, it's not a boring, you know, drink that you're having. So I, I have some like kind of just usage questions Cause I'm, you know, of the age that Nancy Reagan said, just say no. And I did. And yeah, we, so we have I, a saying for that. It's, it's called just say yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's just say yo. And you are one of the few people in my life. My daughter's probably the other that I would like, if you said, Hey, try this, this is how it's going to work. This is how it might affect you. Like sometime I'm going to do this. But I haven't yet because I'm mm -hmm. nervous and I'm anxious and I'm not a big pot smoker. And you're right. I'm never, I mean, have I smoked a joint? I've probably had a puff up a joint like five times in my life. And it was like, meh, this isn't so great. 
But I am curious about THC. And I do think that as a society during the pandemic, we all drank a lot. A lot of people drank a lot. And Mm -hmm. it feels like trying to come off of that and try to have a more healthier lifestyle, that this is moving into that space for a lot of people, like where you, you still want to take the edge off, or maybe you're having anxiety or trouble sleeping. My husband has a weird food allergy and sometimes gummies are the only thing that will get him to sleep. And Mm -hmm. sleep is so important. So, you know, he'll, he'll risk trying different ones just because he's trying to get to sleep because he hasn't slept for three days. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I imagine you have a lot of people that are in this category and how do you get them to try it for the first time? Yeah. Um, for starts, I am a person that will take either a gummy or a seltzer once a day. And it's, you know, normally right before bed. Uh, sometimes it's a, a little sooner before bed if I'm if I'm at home. I'm not a I'm gonna be out in public and gonna be high kind yeah. of person. I mean, mainly because like I gotta be on my game uh, all the time when I'm when I'm out there. And um I take it because I have a pinched nerve in my neck. And there's like there's been no no relief for me in the eight years I've been chasing how to fix this problem. And I've, you know, I've tried things from dry needling to, you know, you name it. Like, yeah, I've done it. And the only thing that worked for me is taking four Advil two times a day, sometimes three times a day, which I know is too many, but like I needed, I needed this. And so what have I done is switch to considerably less Advil and I'm taking these, these gummies or seltzer before I go to bed. And it's ultimately helping me just like quietly sleep without tossing and turning and being like, ah, I can't, you know, sleep on this shoulder for too long or this shoulder for too long. Cause right. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing out, you know, <laughs> it hurts. My body hurts. And so it's ultimately helping me just have a quiet, restless, uh, a non-restless night of, of sleep. And that makes my day considerably better. Um, so like, that's, that's what I'm taking it as far as like, you know, you, you're probably similar. Well, why I don't do it during the day is because I also have anxiety when I'm high, you know, I've, I've smoked, uh, many, of many a times in my life, but once I smoke, like we'll be at a music festival or something and I'll say, all right, guys, you know, they'll, they'll peer pressure me into smoking. But the second I smoke, I'm, I've let them know. I'm like, I'm going to disappear and I'm going to go into my, my tent and I'm going to like, forget about it. Cause my brain is wondering so many different things that it's not, that's not necessary for me. Yeah. So, so like for me, it's, it's, you know, I don't need a massively high dose and there are some people that need massively high doses, right. but I'm not one of them. And I can, I can be like good to go off of five milligrams all day long in gummies. Sometimes I even do like two and a half. It's not, yep. it's not really about the, um, it's not about the high for me. So it, it, everybody's a little bit different. when you talk with my, my folks, they're going to be like, all right, what's the thing. And then, you know, there's like, CBD, CBG, CBN, CBO, these are all different things that that bring different experiences to you. And, you know, like 
when you tell my people, this is what I'm shooting for, they're going to like fit you like a shoe. You know, they're going to like try to say like, all right, let's start you with this or this dose or this, um, you know, uh, you know, like this kind of line. And so there's a lot more to it. And one of the things it could be intimidating for folks to yeah. like, what's CBG, what's CBN, what's CB, blah, 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 blah. And, and in my opinion, this product should be sold by people who, who give a hoot about, um, about the product. I, it's probably unpopular with my brewery friends, but I don't think breweries should be selling these for on-site consumption because there's so many new players to the game where there's one story that, that I've uh, heard and it was uh, from a, a buddy of mine who um, is with one of the parks departments and his, he and his wife went to a brewery and um, she's like, Oh, I want to try this. Uh, all the buzz about this. So, so she, she gets a can and it was to go and they went to their son's basketball game and uh, the dad coached and she was sitting in the stands. And after the first game, he came up and was like, well, what do you think? You know, cause she, she drank it in the stands. And he, uh, she's like, oh, nothing happened. You know, like, I don't know, weird, nothing happened. Well, he goes down, next game hits, comes back up. And he's like, how are you doing? You don't, you don't really look the same. And she is like, I can't walk. And she was just like, she could not walk because she was in the bleachers and scared of falling. And, and the reality was she took too high of a dose. And, yeah. um. And that's what happens if somebody who is selling this isn't like having a consultation. And, yep. and you know, to me, like what we're doing is we are going to consult you and we are going to get you into the right product. And if one product doesn't, you know, it, it isn't perfect for you, like give some feedback on that. And we could try another product and until you find out like your needs, it's, you know, like it's not one for all it's yeah it's a, the education it's piece of this is so massive and i don't know that people really have thought about it in the way that you know just like the education piece with alcohol is very different you know like i don't know i actually pay attention to when i'm drinking a beer how much alcohol percentage is in it because yeah. i know that i can have two 5.5% or less beers and drive home and be okay. Yep. But if I like tip that scale, then, or I have like some special beer that's 10%, like no good. You know, I need to know what I'm doing and be in control. And I, these products are very similar. And also like, we don't, they're not regulated at this point and they're hopefully with regulation. That is the one thing I think will be good is if it says 5% on a package, it's going to be 5% versus right now, it's kind of all over the board. Well, I mean, they're, they most, well, I think all products need to actually get a, an, a, an analysis. And that analysis is probably pretty good from the start. But like what's happening is, you know, there's some rumors of like the can lining of uh, having some absorption with the, with the, yep. with the product. And then, you know, the, the label says it's five milligrams, but you know, it's been sitting there for two months and now it's three milligrams or yep. two milligrams. And, 
you know, I think there's a ways to go to figure some of this stuff out to catch up to some of the other markets who have this for a long time. Um, you know, like my kid's 11 and I literally am scared for him every day for the future. You know, like the, the drugs that are out there are, um, you know, like a buddy of mine, you know, works, uh, works at a, um, uh, Hazeltine and, and he's like, there's no more alcoholics anymore. People aren't coming in for alcohol addiction. They're coming in because they're, they're like hooked on harder, massive, bad drugs for you. And, you know, these drugs are being disguised in anything from, you know, like hot that, you know, you're buying off the street yep. and they're, they're laced with other things. And, you know, there, there's, it's not what it used to be, you know, when you and I were growing up in, in life, it, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, there's two kinds of weed. There was ditch weed, yeah. which is the bad stuff. And then there's the kind bud. And it was not what kind of kind bud. It was like, it's just kind bud. And then it's just ditch weed. And, you know, those were the days where you could smoke a whole bowl and, you know, you're like, uh, I'm not high yet. Let's do it again. And then yep. you smoke another bowl. Well, nowadays you take a hit of weed, one hit of weed, and you might be so stoned out of your mind. You like, you don't know what day it is. Yeah. And so, um, and then on top of that, you know, some of these, these drugs are just laced with other drugs and you don't know. And it is and troubling. It's, it is it's nerve wracking. It's troubling. Um, uh, someone in my sphere is a younger person and occasionally goes out and cocaine is apparently making a resurgence. And mm -hmm. this person is so afraid that someone's going to buy cocaine from the wrong person and it's going to have fentanyl in it. And, you know, the casual use that we used to see in the eighties, as it were, as a party drug is now going to become a casualty drug. Yeah. And, and it's nerve wracking. I heard literally last week that, um, that same thing, cocaine, and they're, they're so scared. They carry test strips yeah. uh, with them when they're buying it, then they test it for fentanyl because fentanyl is the, the drug specifically that I'm seeing is just everywhere in, in different forms. And, you know, I was at uh, a food hall last week and it was, you know, it's that new one on uh, Nicolette uh, yep. cross, you know, it's, I forget the name, but it's, it's street it's crossing. Yeah. It's, it's such a wonderful place. I mean, it is an absolute wonderful place and, and wildly busy and, you know, it's, it's successful, but then you walk outside of those doors and you like see Kmart and you're like, what on earth is going on? And it's, it is like, it, it's like zombie, zombie land. And, you know, unfortunately it is, it is a, different world that we're, we're yeah. living in and all these people are, are so like jacked up on, on the fentanyl, fentanyl. And, um, and, and like, that's what I, you can take a normal person and then all of a sudden like turn them into a zombie in like no time. It's interesting too. I think we're starting to get a different, um, viewpoint about addiction. There was, there tends to be a lot of shame and stigma about it. And particularly when you were dealing with alcoholics, there was this notion of tough love and that tough love was the way that you would parent through that to get your kid to hit rock bottom and go to treatment. 
now with the different types of drugs and not just alcohol, but people that you're physiologically literally addicted in your brain and tough love isn't really going to make a difference because you can't even make those choices. Um, we're seeing a different type of treatment. We're seeing a less stigma stigma about it. We're seeing pe- parents that have Narcan in their homes, you know, people that are more interested in keeping their um, loved ones alive to hopefully keep them alive long enough so that they get to the point where they can stop or they want to stop or they will stop because it's just such a tragedy that some of these people, and we'll use Prince as an example, you know, a man who started out with pain from hip, you know, replacements or whatever. And all of a sudden over the course of time has graduated to smoking these patches and, you know, people are dying and they're not dying because they want to, they're dying because they're addicts and they need help. And I wonder if some of these in-between type of scenarios like a THC or that if maybe that will give people some relief to some of this pain that's not so driven in psychotropic drugs. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in, in the just say no era, you know, it was like, Marijuana is the gateway drug to yes. Well, I, again, that that's that's a long time ago, and I don't yeah. I don't believe uh, I don't believe that I I believe this is uh, this is some relief for people who don't know where else to turn. And, yeah, and you know, it's I would rather have you know a family member you know, taking THC seltzers than, you know, than, than jumping on pain medication that, you know, I like think of you or me, I, I take four, four pills a day for my, for my nerve. I don't even know what they do anymore. I don't know why I take them. I don't know if I stopped taking them, it would make a difference. Like, it's just, these are things that are pushed on you. And, um, and you're afraid. Nobody wants to be in pain, you know, like it's chronic pain is a real thing and it's a horrible thing. And you get to where whatever it is that helps ease that, you know, you just don't want to mess with it. Right. Cause why go back to pain? It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think what, like the overall message is for folks to, you know, what my stores are, how they're different than other stores is, you know, like I've got beautiful stores, you know, I have a lot of plants. I have, uh, I have a pond in one of my stores, you know, it's, um, it's, it's curating a comfortable atmosphere for folks to come in and feel safe. And, um, you know, and it's, 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 you shouldn't feel icky, you you know, like, and Matt, the I, number I, one thing you have is just educated people. Yeah. That just makes such a huge difference. It, and it's, it's, it's awesome how many kids bring their moms or dads in, you know, like uh, it's almost every shift that I see yeah. somebody bringing in somebody else to, you know, educate them. You know, when you go in with your your son or daughter and they've been doing this for a while, you know, like it, you feel a lot better because you trust your son or daughter right. on, on some of those things or, you know, like 
I, I do see some moms and dads, you know, are like, they don't, they're not honest with their adolescent children, what they're in there for, Yeah, you know, they're, they're kind of like um, disguising, disguising it. But then there's so many other people who are just like, you know, this is what this is. And they're honest yeah. with their, with their kid. And, and we're, we're in that gray space right now of, you know, switching from this is, this is like a, like, let's not talk about, let's not talk about stuff. Let's, you know, like, yeah, it's cool that you do it, but let's just keep it on the down low to, to a time where it's like a little more normal and, and okay. And not to, you know, like you don't have to hide it. Well, and this has been a great conversation. I encourage people to come into the store at Dabbler Depot THC and get their own experience to try their own uh, level of comfortability and just look around. Uh, we're probably here to stay in some form. And I think that legalization will be here in some form. So let's do it in a way that honors people and that's respectful. And hopefully the people that need the relief will get it. Cause you know, it might not ever be my thing, but that's fine. Like I don't have to, you do, you do you, I'll do me and the world will be a better place. <laughs> hundred percent. Well said. I love it, Matt. Thanks for chatting with us today on the makers of Minnesota. You've been such a pioneer in so many things. It's been great to talk to you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.